Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Oscar Watch Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Buja. Thank you for joining me today. Alas, my co-host and uh, troublemaker in arms, Alex Rubiello, could not be here today. He is dealing with a family issue. We wish him and his family all the best in these times. So, some of you may have been expecting a look at a previous Best Picture winner, but we are not here to do that today. No, the 89th Academy Award nominations were recently announced, and since we are called Oscar Watch, we feel as though we must watch Oscars or at least pay attention to them. So today we're going to take a quick little break and check out some of the nominees, our, my thoughts on them, who should have, who should win, who should have been nominated, uh, all sorts of fun stuff. I will try and keep this short and to the point, though I may get a little heated in certain categories. So, with that having been said, let us get on with the show. First up, there are nine nominations for Best Picture this year. They are Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. This tracks almost exactly with the Producer Guilds of America Awards. Uh, all nine of these were nominated. The only one that was not nominated that the PGA also gave was Deadpool, which was seen as a very dark horse, but came up empty-handed entirely. Of these films, I am of the time when there were five nominations for Best Picture, and so that is my understanding. So I always believe that there are actually only five real contenders, and the rest are there for promotional work and which is not to say that is bad any movie that gets nominated for best picture is almost guaranteed to see a bump in box office so it is a good thing but really of these nine there are only five that are really in contentions you have moonlight and you have la la land they're the two big contenders right there they could either one could win it it's probably going to be la la land and we'll, we'll we'll talk about that i think manchester by the sea is number three arrival is four and I'm going to go, honestly, with Hidden Figures. Because Hidden Figures has shown to be an incredibly popular film that is uplifting, triumphant, and it works on a lot of different levels. And it's, it's a great little movie to watch. And I think, it will, I think it really resonated with the people in these dark and trying times. Arrival was a fantastic, is a fantastic science fiction uh, I don't want to say adventure. It's just a science science fiction film. It's not your traditional wham bam, thank you man, shoot shoot him up, which is great. And uh, yeah, and Manchester by the Sea has been critically applauded for uh, months now. Although it's its steam seems to have faded uh, over these last couple months, I think due to some shady stuff involving its uh, lead actor and the fact that it is really depressing but we'll get into that so this is a two movie race this is between damien chazelle's la la land and barry jenkins moonlight each have their strengths each have their weakness la la land for instance picked up 14 total academy award nominations tying a record with all about eve and Titanic. It should be noted that of all the movies that have won 14 
that have nom- been nominated for 14 Academy Awards both have one best picture. So history is on La La Land's side. That is not to say that Moonlight cannot make a very strong showing. Uh, it is timely. It is beautiful. It is the complete antithesis of Oscar's So White. La La Land is absolutely everything whiteness about the Oscar, about the Oscars. But it, Moonlight may not be catching on as well with the Academy electorate. After all, every member of the Academy gets to vote for Best Picture. And since most of them were all once struggling actors or they live in Los Angeles, you can. it's almost a guaranteed bet that La La Land will win Best Picture. Uh, we will know more when the Producers Guild comes out this weekend. They are on the 28th, and I believe SAG is on the 29th. La La Land missed out on on SAG, on the SAG Ensemble, mostly because it is a two-person uh, work. So it's hard to say. The SAG Awards tend to track closely with the Oscars, but the Producers Guild Awards are even a better indicator. They've, I think they predicted eight of the, I think eight of the last eight Academy Award winners, uh, or at least eight, maybe eight of the last nine or so. So that is Best Picture. Personally, I would love it if Arrival won because I love it when genre wins. Genre gets nominated uh, actually a bunch in recent times. People give the Academy guff for not nominating genre things ever. They do it consistently recently. You've had Avatar, you've had District 9, you've had Gravity, and now you have Arrival. And Arrival is uh, its a fantastic movie that's also very timely for this day and age. Um, it's a shame that Amy Adams didn't get nominated, but we will talk about that. The theme of this year is Oscars not-so-white. There was a t- record-tying number of actors of color nominated for various acting roles. We have, uh, I believe for the first time, an, uh, a minority actor in all four categories, Best Actor, Actress, Supporting Actor, and Supporting Actress as well. Um, and we even uh, have broken off and shown a little uh, shown a little appreciation for minority crew uh, crew and tech persons. We have a Best Director. We have, a, we have our first... Best Cinematography nomination for uh, for Bradford Young for Arrival. Uh, so it, the Academy is making strides, I think, towards correcting the its diversity problems. There, it's still there. They have let in, uh, I believe, seven hundred more members after the backlash from the last two years, in which no black actors or actresses were nominated at all. But it is a long road. It, it certainly does help that the movies that these actors are nominated for are very good, and they are all very great. So there's, you, you can't play fav- favorites or play the quota card because all of these people deserve to be in there. It's, um, it's, a, it's a good thing. However, the problem comes, I think, with, yes, it is great to be nominated. It is a pleasure. It's an award unto itself to be nominated. But a real statement is when they win. And some of them will win. And that's and that's great. But the two that are going to win are the supporting actor. The supporting actress. There are a lot of supporting actors and actresses of color 
who have won the Academy Award already. For instance, one of the nominees for Best Supporting Actress, Octavia Spencer, already won this award in 2012 for The Help, which is a... It's a it is a movie. And Octavia Spencer was actually very good in it. But also in Supporting Actress, you have Viola Davis for Fences, who I have not seen the movie, but it does appear that she is probably as much a co-star to Denzel as anyone else. And she's Viola Davis. She's fantastic. She is, in fact, the only uh, black actress to have been nominated for three Academy Awards. She was nominated for Doubt, Supporting Actress, for The Help, for Best, Best Actress, and now for Fences as well. And finally, in Best Supporting Actress, uh, the Best Supporting Actress we have... Naomi Harris, who did a great turn in Barry Jenkins' Moonlight. Rounding out Best Supporting Actress, you have Nicole Kidman in Lion and Michelle Williams in Manchester by the Scene. It is a, that is a strong, strong category. Honestly, any of these women could get it. Nicole Kidman has won before. Octavia Spencer has won before. The other three have not. Uh... As much as I'm down on Lion, I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of it. I think it has editing and structural issues. Nicole Kidman was fine in it. I think her performance is a little, perhaps a little bit overrated, but she is an enduring actress and a previous Best Actress winner for The Hours way back in I believe 2000. Uh, moving on to Best Supporting Actor, we have uh, my current man crush, uh, Mahershala Ali. Uh, from Moonlight, who is having a just banner year in terms of getting his, himself out there in, for exposure. He was in Moonlight. He played the coolest bad guy in Luke Cage, and there was a definite drop-off in quality of that show when he was no longer there. He is, of course, Remy Danton in House of Cards with a new season coming up. And finally, he also has a small role in hidden figures as well so this is he is talented he is utterly gorgeous again superman crush on mahershala ali and i don't think anyone else will be able to catch him you have jeff bridges hell or high water previous best actor winner for crazy heart lucas hedges in his debut performance for him uh, for manchester by the sea dev patel the slumdog millionaire in lion Again, don't know if I can really agree to that, but okay. He's also uh, another minority uh, character. He is an Indian, uh, Indian Brit. And finally, Michael Shannon from Nocturnal Animals, which is very odd because Shannon was not nominated for really anything else, but he is an American treasure. Uh, if, any, if anyone was going to be nominated from Nocturnal Animals, everyone thought it would be Aaron Taylor Johnson who plays the psychopath in that. He previously won the Golden Globe Award a couple of weeks ago. But Michael Shannon coming out of nowhere, picking up another nomination. He was previously nominated for Revolutionary Road, that, shall we say, terrible Sam Mendes film. Moving on to Best Actor. We have... A solid group of, of individuals. Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea. Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge. Ryan Gosling in La La Land. Viga Mortensen, Captain Fantastic. And Denzel Washington for Fences. This is Casey Affleck's game to lose. He is supposedly phenomenal. I have not seen the movie. But all signs are indicating Casey Affleck would win. 
Uh, there is a always a small outside chance that if La La Land is going to run the table, and it might, Ryan Gosling gets in there. Although of the two performances, everyone seems to agree that Emma Stone is the better of them. However, given the love that La La Land has been receiving, it is not inconceivable that Ryan Gosling has a chance here. But of course, one can never discount the great Denzel Washington, two-time Academy Award winner. It would be such a statement if Denzel picked up a Best Actor Oscar for a film he directed himself in. It would be number three. That would be very historic. He's Denzel Washington. He's Again, we have American treasures here, just all up and down this acting table. It's amazing. Uh, Andrew Garfield is also is always great, and Viggo Mortensen, of course, you know, I got to give Aragorn props. He's uh, Captain Fantastic is apparently a quite fantastic movie. Um, curious to curious to check it out, but best actor is probably most definitely Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea. We'll call it like it is. I don't believe there are any real snubs, although the love hacksaw ridge has been getting is a little, it's a little, it's, it's a little crazy. But Hollywood loves a redemption story, and don't forget, Hollywood has also rewarded Mel Gibson in the past. We'll talk about that later with the best director. However, moving on to best actress, five really, really strong, poignant performances: Isabelle Huppert from Elle the Golden Globe winning uh, French actress uh, and I believe a f- one of the very few foreign speaking roles and again much like Jean Dujardin we've not had many French, French uh, people win the Academy Award for Best Actor or Actress also Ruth Negga uh, sliding in there for loving she is great you might know her as uh, I forget her name on Preacher but she's uh, quite fantastic Emma Stone, La La Land, Natalie Portman for Jackie, and, of course, the reserved spot, Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins. Great actresses all around. Meryl Streep does not need to be there. She recorded her 20th total acting nomination for Florence Foster Jenkins. Don't get me wrong. Meryl Streep is, again, American treasure. She is one of, if not the greatest actresses of all time. But you know who could really, really be on here? Amy Adams. Amy Adams for Arrival. Her, she is fantastic. The role is nuanced and not showy, and she carries that. She carries, I think, literally humanity on her shoulders and does it with grace and poise. Uh, that uh, is, what, is one of my favorite performances of the year. But all things considered, this is a battle between Natalie Portman, former winner for Black Swan, and Emma Stone in La La Land. It's probably going to be Emma Stone because Hollywood loves it. They love her. Can she sing? Not really. Can she dance? She's all right. But it's probably going to be Emma Stone. Uh, Portman is fantastic in Jackie. Uh, she, she nails Jackie Onassis, but I think there, I like, I honestly think that it is just La La Land up and down this table for the most part. Moving on to directing, we have Denis Villeneuve for Arrival, Mel Gibson, Hacksaw Ridge, Damien Chazelle for La La Land, Kenneth Lonergan, Manchester by the Sea, and Barry Jenkins for Moonlight. Again, this is Chazelle. 
He was previ- he previously did Whiplash. I don't know. I don't remember if he was nominated, but he is certainly winning this one. Uh, for all of my criticisms of La La Land, which I think on the screenplay and also the, mu- the acting level, Chazelle directs the hell out of this movie. And it's he's very worthy of it. But, again, we cannot discount Barry Jenkins here for Moonlight. Because uh, that is a beautiful piece of work. And it is an understated kind of brilliance there. It's so moving and powerful. And it never makes a big deal out of anything. La La Land is very showy. Moonlight is be- understated. It's an understated sort of poetry to it. Um, these are all non-winners except for Mel Gibson. But remember, we cannot discount Mel Gibson because of all the awards that you know Hacksaw Ridge has been nominated for, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We have to remember that back in 1995, Braveheart won nothing else except the Academy Award, picking up Gibson his uh, first and currently only Best Director Oscar. Say what you will about Gibson. All right, he's maybe a bit of a jerk. He has been on a long road to rehab. He's now now there. The dude can direct a movie. He directs great films. I do love The Passion of the Christ. I do love. I think Apocalypto is absolutely brilliant, and I am sure Hacksaw Ridge is just actually kind of great. And I look forward to seeing it someday. But still, sorry, Mel. This is Damien Chazelle's to lose. It's like, it's honestly, isn't this kind of, it's it's kind of not fun this way with all of these, <laughs> with just La La Land basically running the tables on everything. But it's probably going to pick up at least, it's double digits, I would imagine, for in terms of, in terms of wins because... While it's, you know, yes, the acting is fine. It's going to win at least one award there. The directing and writing, obviously. It is also technically very sound. And I can see it picking up a lot of things like production and cinematography. Uh, it's just uh, even sound editing and sound mixing. It, there could be, a, it, it could win. It could win a lot. Screenplay is often a great indicator of who is going to win. But it sometimes doesn't help because there are two screenplay categories. Original screenplay, obviously going to La La Land. Although it's great to see The Lobster in there. That was a weird movie. Don't know if I entirely like the ending. But I appreciate it for being so completely original. that It was not denied a nomination here. But still, La La Land, written by Damien Chazelle. Clearly picking up Best Original Screenplay. Best Adapted Screenplay, though, will go to Moonlight. Uh, written by Barry Jenkins and Terrell Al- Alvin McRaney. They mark the 7th and 8th uh, black writers to have been nominated for a screenplay award. This will be one of, I think they will probably get two. They will get at least two. Mahershala Ali and Best Adapted Screenplay, no doubt. Although it would be really awesome if Arrival got it, based on the uh, Ted Chiang story. But, honestly, the other ones, Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion, sure, let's go there. Lion, still, again, if you were not clearly two separate movies, I think you could be a legitimately great film. But as it stands, not feeling you entirely. You are utterly fine. 
And being fine is okay, but against Moonlight, you will not win. So those are the major categories, often the top, often the top five categories that one looks for for Supreme Academy Award domination. However, it's best to pick up some uh, other ones on the back end: your technical awards, your musics, your sounds, your visual effects, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I try not to go into documentary, documentary shorts, short films, animated, short film, live actions because I just haven't seen them. I know I, that just makes me lazy because they show them at the IFC, but. I never really count that in my Oscar pool because I literally have no idea. I will say that the best documentaries, uh, I believe four, like th- at least three of them are directed by uh, blacks, uh, black Americans. Uh, I believe I Am Not Your Negro, OJ, Made in America, and The 13th, which are all supposedly fantastic documentaries. And I believe they're all, like most of them are available streaming already. Uh, you should go check those out. I know I need to watch more documentaries, and those would be an excellent place to start for sure. But I try not to. I don't generally focus those on my Oscar pool. People, people, some people will say that is you know gaming the system. I say it's well. I like who cares about best documentary short? Have you seen it? And we're all just throwing darts at a board at that point and hoping it sticks. It can raise or lower your score. It really should be asterisks, in my opinion. What I do have strong opinions about, though, best original song. There are five. Generally, there is only supposed to be one song from each film, because that seems fair. I seem to recall a time when there were like three from like Enchanted or something like that, and you're like, this is a little too much. They've cut down on that. But this year, because La La Land is so crazy, and this is the 14th nomination for La La Land. It picked up a lot of other stuff. But it got two song nominations, which is which is fine. The songs are... All the songs are... Well, they are certainly original. You have Audition and you have City of Stars. You have the best song in the movie and you have the worst song in the movie. I did not like City of Stars. And the thing about La La Land is when you hear it performed... On Oscar night, it will be by somebody who can actually sing. And you will think to yourself, oh, wait, those songs are great. Absolutely. Obviously, La La Land will win. La La Land will win. It's a question of which one. I think Audition, because that's going to be the theme song to everyone, certainly in high school for the next 20, 20, 25 years thereabouts. But the song as presented in... La La Land, they are not as strong as they could be because Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are not the best singers and it drives me crazy that these songs are in here. They're fine songs, I just wish they were... The whole package is not as strong as... I'm not going to say as strong as any of these uh, any of these other songs, but you have Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls and, you know, any if that is Academy Award nominee Justin Timberlake, thank you. You also have The Empty Chair... From Jim, the James Foley story. Never heard of it. Sung by Sting. And finally, How Far I'll Go from Moana. Uh, So Lin-Manuel Miranda, he of Hamilton fame, picked up a nomination. My problem with these song nominations is the severe 
lack of Sing Street. Because I will take any song on the Sing Street soundtrack and put it up against any of these, and I guarantee you it will be better. Sing Street is my favorite movie of 2016. It is a joy bomb. I'm going to... You're going to be hearing it right now. So you're hearing it right now. These songs are incredible. They are sung to perfection. They are across many different genres. It is just a wonderful, wonderful movie. And you should all go see it. And it is a travesty. A travesty that no songs from Sing Street are on there and i just it blows my mind because there's another musical there's another there's not just la la land you want a you want an optimistic music musical you have sing street you don't need la la land i drives me up a wall i think drive it like you stole it is uh in a just an amazing an amazing pop song and it should be number one on the charts to find you is a beautiful ballad to to love and just even the hokey, stupid, riddle of a model song, for as bad as it is, it's so good. And you deserve to listen to Sing Street. We deserve to have a live version of Sing Street played at the Oscars. And it just it breaks my heart and pisses me off that Sing Street is not there on this list of best original songs. Shame on you, Academy. I'm sure you have some legal reason, like maybe it wasn't eligible for something or for some reason, but come on. Come on, man. Damn it. Jumping back to best animated feature. There were five this year. Kubo and the Two Strings, Moana, My Life as a Zucchini, The Red Turtle, and Zootopia. Noticeably absent, Pixar. Finding Dory, not nominated. I would love it if Kubo and the Two Strings by Leica, which also picked up a Best Visual Effects uh, nomination, which is great because it is actually a blend of some live action puppet work and the traditional animation or traditional 3D animation. Um, Moana is a fine, fine movie. It's great and uplifting. Um, it's really, It's really beautiful, too. I haven't seen My Life as a Zucchini or The Red Turtle, but clearly Zootopia is picking this up because everybody loves Zootopia. Again, I think it's I think it's good. It's fine. It is not surprising, really. And Lord knows its message is a little obvious. It doesn't try anything different, but what is there is great. Uh, it's very fun. The animals are adorable. Jason Bateman and Jennifer Goodwin have excellent chemistry together uh, so definitely expect Zootopia to pick that up. As for best foreign film, there is A Land of Mind from Denmark, A Man Called Ove from Sweden, The Salesman from Iran by Asghar Farhadi, Tana, Australia and Tony Erdman from Germany. I believe if any, I believe Asghar Farhadi had already won for the 2011 film A Separation uh, but this year, I believe Tony Erdman is the front one runner for this. Again, I have not seen any of these films. But that is my understanding of the way things work. And I am apparently some sort of expert for whatever reason. So that, those are my thoughts on best foreign film. So ultimately, in the end, I think it is La La Land all the way. It will pick up best picture, best actress, 
Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, won a Best Original Song, definitely Best Original Score, oh, probably Best Film Editing, Cinematography, One of the Sounds, and yeah, um, and Production Design, of course, putting it at about at least 10 awards. It can't win all 14. The most it could win is 13. And it would not shock me if it did end up getting that. But we will see that on Academy Awards night, which is February 26th, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I People have asked what uh, Oscar Watch's plans are for the Academy Awards, what we're going to be doing. Are we doing a live stream? Are we going to be doing a live episode of some kind? And I would love to say I have an answer, but there is a slight scheduling problem. No, it's not with Alex. It's the fact that the Academy Awards are Sunday, February 26th, and my daughter is due Monday, February 27th. So it, it will be a easy time here in my household and I cannot commit to any big plan or Oscar party or Oscar event because I may be a dad and that would be weird. Uh, my My last note is I'm curious as to see what will be the song they pick for the In Memoriam segment. Will it be Changes or Heroes by David Bowie Purple Rain by or Purple Rain by Prince. It is going to be an astoundingly long one this year because last year was brutal. This year is not shaping up to be any better. But we will always have the Oscars to entertain us and make us smile for these are the best of the best and we love it. Even if we hate it, we love it. I know I love it. I'm looking forward to seeing which movie will win the best picture because I want to know what is a future episode. And I cannot wait to discuss it all with you. I can't wait to talk about it with Alex and share it with everyone out there, including you. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to my rant about the 89th Academy Award nominations. Uh, We will get uh, Alex's thoughts next week when we return to our previously scheduled programming of... Oliver, the 1968 Academy Award winner for Best Picture. Until then, you can reach us at OscarWatchPodcast at gmail.com. Please send us a note. We love hearing from you. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at OscarWatchPod. And be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes and give us a review if you feel so inclined. Greatly appreciate that. Until such time, I can literally mean it now. We will see you on the red carpet. Yeah. 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 Yeah.